The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Fountain Hills, Arizona, and I'm so honored and delighted to have you join us in the show today. This week, we're talking about the question, how perfect do we need to be? And wouldn't you know, I had an in-your-face lesson about being perfect. It was a surprise to me because I haven't thought of myself as a perfectionist for a really long time. I used to be, but I thought I got over it. Now, I'm working with a program called MLSP, my Lead System Pro, to learn about marketing, specifically social media marketing. Several weeks ago, one of the mentors challenged us to get a YouTube video done so we could add it to our marketing skill set. I really wanted to do it, but I procrastinated because all kinds of things held me back, especially the thought of, I'm too old. Who wants to watch and hear an old lady talk about marketing on the internet? I thought, how limiting is that belief? I'm the one who teaches about limiting beliefs. How limiting is that one? I wanted my first video to be... Guess what? I wanted it to be perfect. I wanted to look perfect. I wanted the script to be perfect. I wanted to say it perfectly. Then Tuesday, the same mentor was on the daily wake-up call, and he gave me the same challenge, or gave all of us the same challenge, saying, do it now. He said, if you don't have your makeup on, your hairstyle, and all those things, do it anyway. Okay, I thought I will. I figured out how to do it and then sat in front of my computer just as I was. And guess what? My first video is on YouTube. In fact, yesterday I created a YouTube channel so I could do some more. And I recorded two more. One of them was about this show. Then I didn't know how to get it on the blog. It's there, but it's not It's not self-evident. But guess what? I loved doing it. It was fun. The videos are still pretty rough, and I still looked pretty bad, but I'm free of the baggage that says I'm too old. The videos are not perfect, but they exist, and I feel wonderful about it. Today, we're going to talk about perfection, and we have with us a perfection expert, or perhaps I should say an anti-perfection expert, or maybe we'll just call her a happiness expert. 
Lauren Eliz is a 27-year-old happiness guru and founder of the What is Perfection blog. And you're going to want to see it, whatisperfection.com. She is a life coach and speaker whose main focus is helping women find self-confidence and teaching them to live happy and fulfilling lives. That's a tall order to fill. A former news producer for CBS News, Lauren left her life in Manhattan to pursue her dream of helping inspire other women find happiness and self-love. And I am so honored to welcome to the Self-Improvement Show, Lauren Elias. Lauren, welcome. Hi, Irene. That was such a beautiful introduction. Oh, thank <laughs> I you. I feel so try- touched. <laughs> Thank you. Say, yeah, some people say they don't recognize who they are when I get finished, but, you know, that's my job. <laughs> that's my job to let people know who you are. Well, thank you and so I, much for having me on the show. Oh, I'm so glad. You know, we have what, what you have to say is so important because so many women are burdened by the idea, the thought, the feeling that they have to be perfect. But let's start with that awful question I always ask at the beginning. Tell us about yourself. Who is Lauren Ellis? Um, well, that's a tricky question, I guess, because, um, you know, I'm 27 years young, and in only 27 years, I've been in a number of different things. I've been, you know, I'm a news producer, I, or at least I was at one point. Um, I was a wife at one point. Um, I'm a, a daughter. Um, I have two sisters that I love very much, but I'm much more than that. I um, I created and founded the What is Perfection blog. Um, it's a company dedicated to helping women find self-confidence, uh, 20-something specifically, because in my own experience, when I felt lost in my life on my journey of figuring out, you know, who I was and what I wanted, there wasn't really much available for me to kind of feel like things were going to be okay when I felt like they weren't. And, um, you know, I decided that I wanted to be the person to provide that for a lot of people, that sense of, you know, having happiness in your life, having fun in your life, figuring out who you are, what you want, and and coming to terms with the fact that life isn't going to be perfect. And so I created this company, and it's, you know, it's, it's under a year young, and we're still growing every single day, but... Um, that's really who I am today, and I think out of all the different things I am, that's what I'm most proud of. And I think you should be. You've really had an interesting journey on the way to where you are now. What led you to leave what most people would consider a glamorous, exciting, maybe cushy job? I know it was a lot of work, but some people would think of it as cushy. As a news producer with CBS... To start a website yeah. and an outreach. Yeah, so, um, you know, my journey into television and I guess going back even further, my journey into storytelling and as a whole started when I was very young. I was extremely passionate about stories. If they were mine um, or even, you know, stories in theater, I used to perform at a very young age. I loved the idea of being able to create something. And uh, when I got older and it was, you know, that time to get serious about life, um, I picked the news industry because I felt like it was going to be uh, my venue to make the biggest change 
you know, I read about um, television newscasters in school. My father was actually a meteorologist. He is, still is a meteorologist on camera. And I just always felt this great sense of pride associated with what he did. And I wanted to be able to be proud of myself the way I was proud of him. Um, and so when I took that route and I went into the industry, I realized that the, the news that I had uh, glamorized and the industry that I was so desperately trying to be a part of was very different than what I had read about in books. It was, um, just like you said, pushy. It was hard. Um, and unfortunately, it was pushy in a way that didn't feel very rewarding to me. Um, I felt disrespected at times. Um, I felt grateful at times. I felt touched too, um, but slowly as my career was advancing, I just sort of realized that there was something bigger for me out there, and I sat on it for a little while. You know, I had a lot of people who loved me tell me that I was being crazy for leaving such a great company because CBS was wonderful, um, and I, I thought about it for a long time, and then my boyfriend said something to me. He said, you know, you're 27, you have this dream, you don't have a house, you don't have kids, you're, we're not married. If not now, when? Like, when are you going to make this change? When are you going to take this risk? And so I realized with all of those pieces kind of coming together that it was really time for me to just, you know, jump without the net. Somebody said something to me, too. I don't mean to um, go long on this topic. but this is good. Something that really stuck with me when I was trying to make my decision um, was a, a friend of a friend who I had called. I was, uh, was, she was recommended to me to just reach out to her because she had a, an experience where she left the industry. And she, what she said to me was that we live our lives with the idea of the safety net. You know, you have this 401k, you have your health insurance, you have your vacation time, and it's the security net that you're constantly focused on. But if you're living with that net, sort of holding you back and strangling you, then it, it's not worth it. And that's how I felt. I felt like I was staying for all the wrong reasons. And that's really, that was a pivotal moment for me when I decided it was time to walk away. But there, there's more really that we probably need to understand because you had some times, uh, I don't know whether it was depression, but feeling really down on yourself, like you weren't good enough. Where did all that come from? How did you realize that women needed help in this arena? Well, that's a great question. Um, I realized that when I was really young and I needed help myself, I was um, probably... I would say it started when I was very young in my teenager years and I suffered from waves of depression that, you know, my parents had a really hard time um, coping with or helping me cope with. Uh, and as I got older, I suffered a series of traumatic events. I was, um, I was molested at the age of 13 by, by six other boys who were older than me. And when I got to college, a similar situation led me to kind of feel like life was always going to be lost, that I was always just kind of destined for not being happy. It seemed like all of these things were sort of happening to me that I had no control over, and I couldn't find the help I needed. And so instead, I left my school my first year of college after this particular incident, and I went home, and um, 
I decided to kind of hide, and and that's what I did. I found a man who um, told me he would keep me safe, and and I kind of shut myself out from the world around me, and and thought this man would be my protector. And and when that sort of failed, I put all of my heart and soul into my career. And that's a really difficult thing for somebody to do. When you go through something traumatic, instead of coping with it and uh, finding some other outlet to sort of vent your frustration or your energy, I really put all of my heart or what was left of it at the time into my career because I believed that that if I was successful in my career, then that would give me this sense of worth that I had never really established for myself as I was growing into an adult. Um, and what ended up happening was I got to this job and I thrived and I did really well and I still felt empty and something was missing and um, I was maturing and I was sort of growing out of the painful experiences that I had been through, but that took me a really long time to go through on my own. I mean, when I look at my timeline of life from 13 until, you know, maybe the age of 25, I was putting these pieces together. I mean, how terrible. When I look back on that, I don't regret any of that for myself, but to think that there are women out there who go through years of, self-discovery or searching for their worth or their confidence or their sense of worthiness um, and as a whole, it just kind of, it hit me in that moment. Once I kind of built my character through all of those years, um, that other women are going through those things too. And that was really hard hitting for me because that's a long part of my life devoted to fixing problems, you know? And on that note, we're going to go to break. But while we do, I want the listeners to you know, ask themselves the question, how much do I like who I am right now? Um, this is Irene Conlon saying, stay tuned. We'll be back with more with Lauren Elis. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Lauren Ennis. We're talking about perfection. And you left a job at CBS and you wanted to help women. And what we haven't talked about are some of the other things that you were fighting. And I don't know whether you were still fighting them when you left CBS, but I know you had some body image um, challenges, an eating disorder. Talk about some of the things that you were going through that made you realize how much pain other women are also in. Sure. Um, you know, I think it's interesting when you when you ask the question. You don't know if I'm if I was fighting it or if I'm still fighting it. I think, unfortunately, as a female body image is something that we're fighting every single day, that that struggle to feel good about who you are, whether or not you have ever had an eating disorder in the past. I think, you know, I've never met a woman who has never made a negative comment about how she looked. And that's a pretty terrible thing. Um, For me, my eating disorder started when I was really young. Um, I remember being, you know, four or five years old with a friend at the swimming pool in town taking classes and she made a comment about how I looked fat in my bathing suit and it just from that oh. moment I remember being so young and I have a terrible memory unfortunately um, but that's something I really always stuck with me. I remember being so young and being so um, being able to recognize my body as this bad thing for the first time and that stuck with me as I went through life and you know what I had mentioned before we we took break for commercial about, um, you know, about my life kind of being this roller coaster when things were going wrong. And I think a lot of women can relate to this. You always kind of try to find that physical reason. What is that source of causing me all this pain? What is, and why, why is it like this? And where is that source of pain and how can I fix it? And for me, it kind of all circled back to my body. If I was beautiful, maybe, um, Maybe I would find a man who loved me who would treat me the right way. That was where my mind was. If I was attractive, then maybe I would have friends who valued me more and didn't take advantage of me the way that I was being taken advantage of in my teenage years. Um, I really kind of looked at all the problems I had in my life, and for some reason, I had in my mind (laughs) created this horrible blueprint of what the source of my pain was, and it was my weight. So... Um, going up and down and dieting from when I was younger, you know, keeping journals of the food I ate and what I ate. I really kind of hit rock bottom in my college years. And I remember, you know, getting to a point where, you know, one summer month, I was about 200 pounds, extremely overweight for my height. And by the fall, I was 109 pounds and my hair was falling out and I was skin and bones and still miserable. And that's a story I talk a lot about on what is perfection and the story I talk a lot about when I talk to friends or clients I work with because it's so 
important to recognize that when you're on this high or low of where you are versus where you want to be, you have to go after it with the right incentive. You have to do it because you love yourself enough to change, not because you're hoping that once you change, you'll find this magical life. And it doesn't happen that way. Um, no, so unfortunately, you know, I struggled for years um, and it's something I still struggle with every single day, learning to love myself, learning to recognize that I'm more than just a body. I'm not just, you know, what I look like. I'm, I'm my soul. I'm, I'm how I act. I'm how, I, how, I'm, how I feel and how I express myself and how I love. Those are the things that make me. And, and it's not about this physical body that I kind of have. Because um, that changes, right? I mean, we get older, oh, we get younger. Oh, yes, we have kids, does. our bodies change. But the one thing that should be consistent and strong is who you are as a person. Um, and when you oh, don't have that, you know, having that, that, that body that you want doesn't really happen. And I have two things here. One, I want the listeners to go look at the blog and see how beautiful this woman is physically as well as every other way. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. I used to do hypnotherapy, and I saw a lot of women. I worked in a weight loss clinic for a while. And one of the questions I would ask before we got into hypnosis was, how much do you like yourself? On a scale of one to five, how much do you like yourself? And very rarely did I get anything higher than three. And most of the time they would cry and not even be able to do it. And sometimes they would give me a minus number. So this is a real issue. This is not something that just a few people or few women, and, I, and men too, men as well, have a lot of self-esteem issues, self-confidence issues, um, distorted body image issues. Uh, it's really hard to see us as other people see us. And, and you and know what's, what's interesting too, Irene, is that if you followed that question with why, you know, why why don't you love yourself right now? I, I bet you majority of those answers would have to do with appearance. Oh, yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of them had to do with what they heard parents say as children when they were children. Uh, oh, she's so chubby. You know, I yeah. she's so chubby I can't get her clothes. You know, she she needs to lose some weight or she's too thin. Whatever that followed the word too often stuck yeah. so hard that they couldn't get over it as an adult. Husbands are another one who will, you know, will give you a little pat and say, oh, there's an awful lot there to pat or something like that, which hurts. Yeah, and you know, that word too, to me, in my mind, just as you say it, and thinking back to my childhood, it always means never enough. You know, I think everything we do in our life when we're scared, it comes down to one of two fears. Either you're scared of not being loved or you're scared of not being enough. And, you know, I developed my insecurities about my body and relationships. You know, a lot of it had to do with how I was raised and how I grew up and the things that happened to me over my adolescence. It's just, unfortunately, how we're kind of molded as people, you know. Well, and the media doesn't help. And my listeners have heard me say this a lot of times, that the media has such influence on us. And some of the people we see there are so overly made up. And, you know, we don't have access to any of the kind of things they have. 
we have, you know, and and if you look around, I, I have began to think that they're not all that beautiful. They're not as beautiful to me as somebody next door that I see going to work every day and doing their thing and coming in tired and, you know, loving their children, loving their husband, taking care of their home. That's beauty to me. That's where beauty no, I, is. I agree. And we're, we're not seeing that. And we think that that's how we're supposed to look. Somebody said we're supposed to look that way, we think. And it's gotten us really off kilter. Let's talk a little bit about perfection. What yeah, does perfection really, look you know, like to What you're you? saying is really resonating with me because, you know, along my journey of actually trying to find my weight that was comfortable. Once I had established my self-love, that's kind of where everything changed for me, where I started taking better care of my body in a way that wasn't destructive. And I started reflecting on my emotions, becoming a well-rounded person. Um, you know, in that process of finding inspiration and finding motivation to make positive changes for my life, there were people in the media or on social media, like my Instagram, who I just followed and adored and just looked at them in their perfect life and, and how beautiful they looked in all of their photos and the cute workout outfits that they wore. I mean, you know, life is messy. And unfortunately, when you follow social media and these people who you know, promote whatever they're doing for themselves, whether it's beauty or modeling or fitness, you're getting this altered image of what reality is. You're getting one picture. And of that one picture, how many more were there that didn't come out good, where the lighting wasn't perfect, where, you know, her scar was showing on her abs or, you know, the mole yeah. on her cheek looked a little predominant. Like, there's, those are just examples. But I think what I'm trying to say is that, People tend to get so wrapped up in social media where they believe that this is how life is and always is supposed to be. And so that's what they strive for. And it's, it, it's not. It's, it never is. Um, and, and in my process, you know, of trying to find my fix and my journey and, and finding out who I was and what I wanted to be in life and my self-worth, I noticed that there were so many outlets for that type of motivation, that perfect woman, how she looked and how we should be. But there was very little out there for the woman who was seeking help emotionally and physically. There, there was nothing out there that provided us this fix internally, that sense of self-development and growth and self-worth. And so that's really how, what is perfection formed for me. Um, and I can get, a, I could tell you a beautiful story about how I found the the title of the blog was a little bit long, but, you know, what I want to get out to the audience today is that, you know, this idea of perfection needs to be redefined. What is perfection? We don't know, and, and we never will. We need to, instead of look at all of these social media outlets of perfect women, we need to redefine it for ourselves and the conditions of our own lives and really ask ourselves, well, for who I am and what I do, what are my values? What do I want for my life and how can I make the perfect me as who I am? You know, because perfection by society standards is never going to come into fruition and never exists. It's all fake, you know. And I couldn't agree with you more. One of the things that I say 
and I love this thought, is that, you know, I, I don't know how many people there are on the planet now. It's way, way up in the 7 billion or maybe more at this point. And there are no two of us alike. No two of us are the same. We need to be who we are, not who somebody else thinks we should be or who we think we should be because somebody else is that way. Uh, we need to be who we are. And but that's a, that's a hard ever, pill for some people to swallow. By any means, misinform people of the idea that I don't think that we can achieve what we desire. You know, one of the things I preach on my website is if it's humanly possible, it's possible. Um, but is that going to change you for the better? You know, if you, if you want this perfect, beautiful six-pack, it's humanly possible, but... Will you lose the time with your family spending six or seven hours in the gym? Is it, is it going to distance you from the values that you already have in your life now that you should be proud of? Um, you know, I never want to give that false assumption that going after a, a difficult dream is not a reality because it certainly is. And, you know, my, my blog and the program I've created really helps women get there and find the confidence. A lot of the times we beat ourselves up because we believe that we're not capable of doing certain things, and we certainly are. Um, but figuring out what those things are and what the best thing for us is, is a different journey for every single person. Every, like and on that note, we need to go different. to break. This is Irene Conway with my guest, Lauren Liz, saying stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life? It seems like we do, but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control. How do we get our thoughts back on track, so to speak? Listen for help. My thoughts are holding me hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. When you command the power of thought, you can achieve or have whatever you want. Make the laws of the universe work for you. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self improvement show. 
Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Lauren Elis. We're talking about perfection um, and how women are in such, so many women are in such pain because they think they need to be perfect. One of the questions, you know, I wonder about now and then, because we don't hear about it much, is, you know, do men have these same feelings of not being good enough, needing to be perfect? Do you do you have any information on that? Do you have any feeling about what that is? You know, it's funny. If you um if you go on whatisperfection.com recently, my um my boyfriend actually did a a sort of Q and A with me about what, what what men think of when they see women naked. You know, I was always kind of curious about that. And in that post, he brought up a really great point about society and how men see themselves differently from women. You know, when a man gets dressed, he said, men don't get dressed to impress other men. You know, they like a watch, they'll buy that watch. If they like a pair of pants, they'll put on those pair of pants. Um, women don't really do that. Women are kind of doing it because they're hoping it appeals to somebody else, whether it's their partner, whether it's um, their friends, you know, buying certain brands or products that they know are kind of popular. Um, I think that men struggle with perfection the same way women do, sure, um, but I think it's different. I think when it comes to men, they're trying to be the perfect providers. They're trying to be the perfect amount of serious and vulnerable that's asked of them by the people that love them. You know, it's much more dynamic, I think, than it is for women. I think women kind of are being perfect in a way that that's really destructive um, to their own happiness, whereas I think men, maybe not so, but, you know, I'm, I'm a female, so I might be a little... Um, bias when it comes to answering that question. <laughs> you, you think? What is the area you see women struggle with the most? I know body image is probably at the top, but what body else? Um, you know, a, a big one is um, finding their sense of worth in the relationships. I think that's in a, relationship. huge, a huge thing I noticed of 20-something-year-old women, of 30-year-old women, of 40- and 50-year-old women. It's the sense that their identities are so deeply wrapped in their partnerships, um, other people. You know, women kind of feel, I've noticed, a lot of women get their sense of worth when they provide for other people emotionally or cooking dinners for the people that they love or taking care of the children. It's the sense of feeling needed. Um, I... I, I I've let go of that gene over time, that sense that I need to be something for somebody else. Um, I think, though, a lot of women do struggle with that. If, if they're not the perfect mother, if they're not the perfect wife, if they're not cooking dinner the best way that they can or, or being the perfect amount of a business entrepreneur and a wife, you know, this idea of being something for somebody else can be extremely damaging. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There was a song a long time ago, I, I can bring home the bacon, fry it up in the pan and do all <laughs> yes. these things like she had to be Wonder Woman. Uh, and, and we all fall short of that mark sometimes because there's just simply too much to do. Yeah, we, we do. I think, unfortunately, you know, women have um, some women, and I hate to say 
you know, use this as women, 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 because the reality is, you you know, there are a lot of really great empowering females in the world, but there are also a lot of women who struggle. Um, And those particular women, I think sometimes some of them uh, wrap their worth in the people that they love. And when those relationships are destructive or unhealthy or not right for them, they stay and they, you know, in my experience, that's, that's what I did when I was married. I stayed for a very long time because I felt like I had failed if I walked away. If I walked away from loving the person that I vowed to love forever, would I be, you know, a failure? And that's really what imperfection is to a lot of people. If you're not perfect, you're failing. And I, at the time, did not want to fail. And I did everything I could to stay in a relationship that was... Um, incredibly unhealthy for me and a lot of women unfortunately are like that and we were taught that for, I mean it's not as bad now but no we were uh, taught that you know when I think back to you know my grandfather I'll never forget this before he passed away said to me I've been married to your grandmother for 52 years or something like that and I said that's great grandpa and he said because I don't believe in divorce yeah, I was and married I, to your grandmother for fifty miserable years. Right, and we may love each other dearly, but, been, but for but, that to come out of his mouth really said something to me that this is how this is how it used to be, where you stuck it out even if it made you so unhappy. Well, and we're taught that in some of the, some of the more fundamental churches, you don't leave; it's forever. No. If he beats you, it doesn't matter. You know. And I've heard women told that, and I'm not making that up. I really wouldn't even want to make that up. Uh, no, and you're, you're not. I mean, I went to Catholic school, and, um, you know, that was one of the things that we were taught, that marriage vow is sacred, and it's forever. It's this permanent thing. I'm sure there are elements in different churches and denominations look at it differently, but this is a culture that we've instilled among our society to believe that that is how you're supposed to live regardless yeah. of the circumstances to your overall happiness yeah. and that's not and right. And have a little more leeway but, but women women don't. It's inter- always been interesting to me, I've never said this on the air but it's always been interesting to me that it takes two people to have sex the man is always just sowing his oats and the woman turns out to be abased. You know, right. she's, she's a bad person because she does it but he's just sowing his oats and doing what men do. Um, very interesting kind of concept, you know, that I hope yeah, we live out of, we grow out of that. It's so when bizarre. I look back on, um, when I look back on my marriage and the situations that I was in, you know, and trying to decide if I was going to leave or if I was going to stay, you know, I had I had people in my life just like CBS. You know, when I was deciding to walk away, you have people in your life who are telling you stick it out it out because this is the culture that we live in this is what we're led to believe that you know marriage is forever and your career is you know not something to walk away from either and um you know I did both of those things and I'm still standing I'm still breathing I haven't been shunned down from the god you know what I mean like it's just it's just kind of silly that this is what we're kind of molded into believing and you know what? I, that brings us to the next question. What do mothers tell their little girls that make them grow up with this idea that they have to stick it out, that no matter what happens, they have to do it, that they have to be perfect? 
you know, what do mothers what do mothers need to learn about talking to their little girls? Well, if my mom's watching, Mom, I love you, and hello. She's promised she'd listen to this podcast. But, um, you know, <laughs> I can tell you, I, I was raised by two loving parents, um, but unfortunately I was the first child, and sometimes, you know, parenting is a learned habit, and, and people need to practice <laughs> over time. And, um, and we're not prepared you know, for it. We do it the way our parents did it for us. We're not prepared exactly, for it. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, my parents were both off their, my parents' parents were all off the boat and came from different countries in, a, in an age where, you know, the United States was changing and culture was evolving and things were happening really fast. And, you know, when my parents had me, um, there were certain things that looking back on it, I just wish were done differently. Um, you know, I would come home from school and I'd say, mom, mom, I got a, I got a 97 on my test. And her next question would be, well, what did so-and-so get? Or, you know, what did, what did this person get? Or why not a hundred? And it was always a joke, you know, and she never meant it um, maliciously in any way, shape or form. But those things stuck with me. It was that if I'm not doing, if I'm not perfect, then I'm not going to come home and get that big hug for my mom or I'm not going to get that cookie as a treat, you know. Um, there were things, you know, I remember when I was growing up about my body image, how my mom used to, you know, kind of make comments about how much food I was putting on my plate or how much I was eating. Um, you know, being in an Italian family, um, we eat a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was trying to figure out a way out of, you know, words that appropriately, but that seems to be simple. We eat a lot. And, and we were always taught to finish everything on our plate. And I don't think that's the way that it should have been done. Because as I see from people who, you know, I study and people who I surround myself with now who grew up where they didn't have to, they listen to their body. They listen and they say, oh, I'm full now. I'm going to stop. They always know that more is coming. It's not the sense of, um, of what's the word I'm looking for? It's not the sense that everything's disappearing and you have to kind of oh. grab what you can when you can, you know. Well, we fed um, a lot of starving children in China and Armenia and every place else around the world. I never could figure out how they got the food that I had to eat, but that yeah. you know, <laughs> it never made sense to me. But that's yeah, that's you know, it's we kind told. of this, um, you know, this grab whatever you can and take as much as you can and get as much as you can and do, you know. That mentality was very unhealthy for me growing up. That approach did not serve me well when I got older um, because I ate like it was going out of style when I was in my heaviest. And I grabbed everything I could when I was happy. Also, food being a source of emotion is a very detrimental thing. But I think you, when you talk, you know, your first question about relationships and what parents have to do to kind of teach their kids that, um, you know, that they need to find relationships of value. I never growing up had that conversation with my parents. I was never told, you know, look for a guy who treats you well, a man who is respectful, a man who loves you. I had to kind of figure out all of those things on my own and develop my own list of what I was looking for. Um, I think that having that talk with your children when they're young you know, and having them realize, well, this is an important characteristic in a man, and this is something that you should look for in a woman. And having that open dialogue of what's important to you 
Or maybe, you know, telling your kids why you picked your spouse. What is it about mom or dad that makes them a good person? That might help children realize, well, these are the things that I should be looking for in my own relationship. Um, would be incredibly helpful. Also, you know, I think a lot of the times parents stick together and as a result kind of surround their kids in these unhealthy environments because they're so focused on giving them this unified family environment that as a result kids are kind of seeing this destructive unified family relationship and they think that's how it's supposed to be. And I think that does more damage uh, in the long run than if parents kind of split and, you know, raise the kids together in separate family homes. That's my opinion. um, It depends on the family, you know, what what, what works. It depends on the family. If you're great communicators and you're just not working out or you feel disconnected, then, you know, that's one thing. But if you're fighting in front of your children every day, if you're, you know, causing these destructive environments around your kids, then that's something that needs to be reassessed, you know? I always wish that somehow in marriage counseling they'd teach people how to fight properly. No, fight without getting mean and nasty, you know, resolving your differences in a different way. But that has never been that I'm aware of. Um, everybody needs before they go into marriage to figure out how they disagree agreeably so the kids don't get stuck in the middle of that and on that note we're going to go to break (laughs) this is Irene Conlon with my guest Lauren Elias saying stay tuned we'll be right back success starts here VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Lauren Elias. We're talking about 
Perfection. You have on your website a program called the Perfection Program. You're teaching people to be perfect. What's the Perfection Program? So, um, you know, my, the Perfection Program, it's kind of funny because a friend had mentioned this to me today that, you know, are you giving the false impression by calling it the Perfection Program that you're trying to make people perfect? And um, it kind of hit me in that moment that, no, it's having it with that, having a, a program with that word is just so powerful because people think that's what it's all about and it's a little taboo, but I've designed this, um, this program called the Perfection Program, which really helps women redefine what perfection is in their own life. And so um, I have a program that's 30 days that my friend Gabby, my coworker who was designing this program together, um, it's a 30-day course for women, a safe place to help them rediscover who they are and, and what they want for themselves and finding the confidence to go after their dreams. It's really kind of this all-encompassing self-discovery course because I, what I noticed in my process of finding who I was that there were quick fixes around me. You know, you could go to the bookstore and grab a book on weight loss or healthy relationships or cleaning your home. Like, you know, you could find the how-tos of every physical component of your life, but the problem is if you're not fixing the emotional issues within yourself, any physical transformation is just going to be temporary. And so I, I once I realized this, I decided that it, I wanted to design something for women that they could do and develop and create themselves in the comfort of their own home without having to search out outside resources that are expensive or overpriced or um, without, you know, with, out of their resources. Um, so, so the Perfection Program is a 30-day program um, that offers women the chance to grow and build and discover their goals, to reassess what it is they want for themselves. And it's amazing. Um, we're really happy about it. We're really excited to launch it. It goes up in June. Uh, and women who are interested in the program can go on whatisperfection.com and fill out a contact form to get in touch with me. And we're accepting applications. Our goal was kind of to take this first month launch and make it very small and um, personal. We wanted to be able to interact with the clients that we coached one-on-one. -on -one. We didn't want a huge group. So we made it our mission on the first month of this goes live to offer it to only a select group of women. And from there, you know, reevaluate next month and hopefully take on more and more women. We want to inspire the community. We want to have, let women know that there's a place for them to feel safe, to be open about their insecurities, to be um, to be vulnerable, to share their stories, to feel comfortable in their own skin, and then to build that confidence. How much is this going to cost? And all they need to do is go to your website to get in the program. Is that what you're saying? How, how much are you going to charge? Yes. So, um, so the program, the way it works is that um, you fill out an application. First, you have to contact me directly um and we'll give you this questionnaire form that uh, you need to fill out. It kind of is this rough assessment of where you are in your life. We don't want to take women who, who aren't ready for change, who aren't of emotional stability. We want to make sure we take those select group of women that are strong and empowered and ready to make a difference, even if they don't have the tools right now at the second. We're going to provide them that. So once they fill out this application, They'll um, receive an email from us with the details of what the program is and what it offers. Um, right now, the program is a lifetime membership. 
Uh, you get access to the how-to guides that we've created within the program. You get a 30-day crash course where you'll see videos from me and Gabby every single day telling you, you know, what your challenge is for the day, your information of growth, your your daily assignments, and your work your workbook guides where you're going to kind of go through that self-discovery process. We're going to help them one-on-one do that. Um, every woman that's accepted into the program gets a perfection bundle. It's a beautiful notebook, um, a motivational poster for home. It's this beautiful detailed wall art, uh, a beautiful inspiring necklace that Gabby and I have picked out, and a inspirational makeup bag that has an empowering, you know, kick butt sort of quote for our women who are joining the program and access to our community as well. And that whole bundle of lifetime membership with the program, with everything that we offer is $150 for women who decide that they're ready to sign up. Uh, and wow. we will pick our select few between now and June. Um, and next month, every month we'll be taking on more and more girls for our program. And we're really excited about it. That's a really, really affordable price. Um, it is. I, I recommend you know, we, we wanted to keep it affordable because, you know, I can tell you from my experience, when I was looking for self-improvement, you know, I had spent $150 on books at the bookstore and never make a change for myself because I didn't have someone pushing me. But if I wanted someone pushing me, hiring a life coach or going to the doctor to see a, you know, a, a social worker or a therapist and getting that one-on-one dynamic was expensive. You can go one time for that price. Right. And so, you know, we wanted to be able to make a difference without hurting the pockets of the people that we love and want to inspire. So that's why we came up with you know, our budget, and you get a bunch of beautiful motivational products, because my big thing is journaling. Um, I talk a lot about it on my website, on the blog. I have journal guides. They're, you know, the journal guides are, are all accessed in the members-only section, and it's having those motivational, inspirational journals, which I sell on the shop online for customers that just want to buy them, um, you know, that's really important because you need that inspiration and positivity surrounding you every single day to keep you going, to keep you motivated, to keep you focused on what you want to do for your life. How often will you, how often will you meet? I know it's online, but how often will they come uh, together? So, yeah, so the course is going to be, um, Gabby and I are going to be interacting with our clients one-on-one throughout the community. We wanted to create something that, you know, moms at home could do at their leisure, so the 30-day course is going to start on the first of every month, and there's three days a week. You'll get video assignments. You'll get um, your workbook guide for the week. You'll get your homework, and you'll get yourself to start discovery sessions. Um, all of that is three days a week. But the catch is, you know, a lot of people have busy schedules and can't really, you know, keep up with a heavy workload when they're trying to change their life or you know, some people might want to go a little slower than others on the journey of self-discovery. So we keep access to the program on the site forever. So once somebody buys in, they'll have all that material always available to them in case they want to go back and revisit a course, in case they want to join and start over again when we start each month. It's always going to be there for everybody. Sounds fabulous. We're right up to the end of the show. What's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today? Say that again, Irene. I'm sorry. We're right at the end of the show. What thought do you oh, want to leave? Oh, at the end. Yeah, I knew I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> do you have one? 
So I guess my last closing thought um, for women who don't visit the website and are just listening, you know, for women who are kind of on their own search of happiness and trying to figure out who they are, um, I guess I just want to tell everybody to always remember that they are enough. Sounds kind of silly, but you need to believe that you are enough right here and right now and you are capable of doing anything you want in your life. You just kind of have to find that belief that you're worth it. And and I also kind of want to challenge women out there to redefine perfection. It's one of the, that's the first assignment of our program, redefining perfection. What does it mean to you? What does it mean to live a life that you're truly proud of in all areas of your life, not just your body, not just how you look, everything? Fantastic. Thank you so much. For the Thank thought you so and much for, for having for me. Doing what you do. Thank you. And thank you for doing what you do, Irene. I'm so happy to be a guest on this. Thank you so much. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Lauren Elis. Thanks. Please come back again next week for more of the Self Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for The Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.